Around her hair she wore yellow ribbons. Around her hair she wore yellow ribbons. She wore it in the springtime in the early month of May. She wore it in the springtime in the early month of May. And if you ask her why the hell she wore it, and if you ask her why the hell she wore it, she wore it for that young Marine who's far, far away. Welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. <laughs> See that enthusiasm? That was fantastic. This is the, I think, like, this is great. Uh, so for those of you who, who don't recognize the voice, this is the, uh, this is my, my buddy, my, my battle buddy, uh, <laughs> Sam Campa. He is a fellow Marine. And in this episode, we are doing the Marine Corps birthday. Uh, we've only got Campa for a bit, so we're going to jump right into it. So I've got a couple topics I want to pick our brains on. I will say this, like in preparation, or not, let me say this. Last night, I was trying to find the movie. Like I was like, oh, I mean, I, you know, I was a couple whiskeys in. I was like, let me let me watch a, a movie that's going to motivate me. But but I was like, but let me do something that isn't normal, right? Like normally it's Full Metal Jacket, it's Heartbreak Radio. I was like, didn't John Cena make a movie called The Marine? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I watched last night. And let me tell you, they did not have a military advisor on that movie. My goodness. No. His his boot blouses were touching they were touching the bottom of his boot. I mean, it was ridiculous. Anyway, but no, but I want what I wanted to ask is in that tradition, right? So, let's lead into the first one, right? So, obviously we were brainwashed, right? Because I know people in the Air Force, I know people in the Army. I know people in the Navy. My brother was in the in the Army. They don't carry this with them the way we do, right? I still wear my dog tags. So where do you where do you think? And this is just an opinion piece, right? Where do you think that comes from? Where we we do carry it with us? It be it almost like you know. There's a few tattoos on me that are representing my time in where it's a point where it almost starts to be. A lot of the decisions we make, a lot of the things we like are based on the fact that we were in, right? Like, where do you think that comes from where where, where that brotherhood actually stuck and, and we, we did buy into it and drank the Kool-Aid and, like, do honestly feel it the way we do, like, 20 years later, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's seeded uh, during boot camp. Obviously, I can't speak to any other training, but, like, the Marine Corps is the longest by time. Um, purportedly the toughest by people who have observed, at least um, physically. Some would argue that the psychological games in the Air Force are more intense, but um, I don't know about that. Uh, and then it's it's constantly hammered home that this is part of the identity that you're you're building. You're you're earning this title. And you're trying to gain access to this club, to this, you know, it's just, it's, it's held up as the ideal so long. Like one of the, one of the, one of the things I remember very clearly, there's a lot of memories from boot camp, but I remember when they brought early on in like your first phase, they bring in third phase recruits and like you're sloppy and gross immediately. <laughs> in boot camp like you're you know your boot blouse you're not even allowed to blouse your boots you're like you're not even allowed you're like top buttons done initially you have to like earn, you have to earn every bit of your 
appearance and your like decorum like you can't it's not given for granted you have to earn every bit of it and when you see those third phase guys who aren't even marine like they haven't earned their title yet but they just look so squared away and like you just they immediately show you what you want to be and then make you earn every single step and they make a big deal out of when you succeed at that like the people that tormented you for like 12 weeks are the first people to turn around and shake your hand as soon as you're successful. And like that that's just from the jump, it's such a big part of what you're doing in your journey. But the Esprit de Corps, like the the actual ethos is like it's gotta be stronger than anywhere else. Again, can't speak from experience except for the one, but there's a reason it lasts. I feel like our our forefathers cracked the code with the human and figured out how to extract the 100% human animal out of out of each person and the only way to do it is going like is establishing a history so now people are, are connected to a history so you're a part of this history and you're a part of that machine uh, they gave they gave every all the other branches a little snippet a little piece of it piece of the pie a little bit of the vision but they gave us everything in order for us to do our mission, you need to have everything to put your five-paragraph order together. And so I, f- I feel like when they cracked the code and you signed up for the Marines and they made it sound like it's the hardest thing in the world and you're really signing, you know, they're going to tease you with all the uniforms and all the fancy missiles and all the cool stuff to do. You know, you're just, you're, you're, they want to make sure you're all in. Yeah, I was gonna say, what? they make it hard so that when they do let you in the club, you actually feel accomplished. So like you're like, oh, right. I, well, I bought it, into this. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It, it's it's the ultimate like, oh gosh, how do you explain it? Like separation of of, you know, it's like the ultimate racism. You know what I mean? Like it's the ultimate like, it's the ultimate diversity. You know, but like it's like, you 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 earn you make it to this level of consciousness. And you're given all these gifts because you can, you're, you're, you've been, you know, like you're entrusted with it. And that's, that's, I mean, I'm starting to believe like the, the Marines are selected. They're not, you know, you're not just, you're not just walking into, into a recruiting office. Like you're born and you're like, oh, this guy's pre-selected to be a Marine because he's got, he's got the potential and we'll see if he hacks it. And that's what all the difficulty and stuff like that. Like they pushed us to our extreme muscle memory. We, we, Every single sense of mine, my, from, I mean, from everything, every, like, just the way I operate is in such a bigger scope than civilian next to me, you know, left and right of me. They will never be pushed to these limits. And when every sense of yours is pushed to those limits, like, you get used to it and you have to expand into that world. It's like a, a video game when you're, when you're in the sandbox and you're, you're exploring new worlds, you can't unsee that now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's. And 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 that comes with the curiosity and the confidence and the and all that stuff that that we were forced into. So now nothing scares us, and nothing you know nothing will get nothing will prevent you from completing your mission even after you get out of the Marine Corps. Like you can't leave it. Um, it's a pretty interesting concept. I, I've I've placed it. You know. Yeah, and I think I think they oh, they concept. got they got all of us between eighteen and twenty, right? Basically, right? Eighteen it's, for me. That's the potential. That's yeah. the age. Yeah, it's like you're you're developing. <laughs> it's like, you know, 
you're yeah you have a couple more years of spongy brain time and and they, <laughs> and they were able to get in get it in there and and finish off like essentially we are trained to be the ultimate father you know the marine corps teaches you how to be a father first and foremost because you're troop welfare you're taking care of your kids your mission accomplished you're getting stuff done and uh, i don't think the other branches do it in that that way that's a great almost, that's a great way to put it's it it's almost it's almost like a biblical thing you know it's a you know the the man the, the the man is supposed to become a father and then your father you're supposed to you know pass on your knowledge and your and your history and your sacrifice and your work ethic and all these different things that they've chiseled out and sharpened up over 248 years of just sharpening and sharpening and sharpening and sharpening and that's what you get now is is what we're you know the United States Marine Corps the history is a big deal that jumps out. That's another profound memory. And that's another like immediately built in focus is like, not just like, Hey, we've been around this long and Hey, there's some things that happened, but like every major event is hammered home and mm-hmm. every major mm-hmm. event there it is illustrated history. Every major event is celebrated. Um, whether it was a, a triumph or whether it was a tragedy, they but, are all. Yeah. And there's definitely like, we were there. Like there was a reason. Yeah. Something, oh, oh, yeah. something happened, and we were there. We were either successful at it, or we suffered greatly at it. But we were there. I think that's the other big, big part of it too, right? And, and we were, we were still brainwashed to believe it was successful, even if we got our asses. Even the to failures us. were, were trying. And then you know, and, and actually, it's funny you say that because even now, right? I think, I think what the, the president's guard, right? Marines, like the president's are, you know, the president's military was basically created by was it Eisenhower or? Somebody made Continental Congress. Continental Congress. No, no, no but I, uh, there was a president. Oh. There was a president who who made it so that only Marines are the ones that guard the White House Ooh, and Camp oh, David. Oh, yeah, it's like FDR or yeah. Roosevelt or one of yeah, those. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, I think it was Roosevelt. But it like it it adds to the mythos, right? Of like this is an elite group of people and right, they have a right. history. Not and they're preferred. Not just anyone is on every ship guarding the captain of the ship. Yeah. Not everyone. You know, they don't just have an army or air force. You know, flying. Flying the president all over the all over the country in in Marine One, you know, and and yeah, it's a, I, it's I, a Marine it's, that welcomes the president off the plane, right? It's a Marine that lets him into right? yeah. So so here, here's one thing before I head out, like I think of the world as like a chessboard, right? And then you have these civilians that are the pawns in the front, and how do you how do you elevate a level in society, right? You join military services, one of them, you become one of the the castles on the end if you join become a Marine because now you can leap and bound and do all these different. <laughs> things that the pawns can do but exponentially bigger and um it, it's your way to be able to if you ever want to see the president you go you can that's a, that's a pathway if you want to fly planes that's a pathway if you want to become a general that's a pathway if you want to become one of these great an astronaut it's a pathway all these different pathways are the marine corps is probably the biggest pipeline to achieving your your goals and your dreams than anywhere else you know, because you'll just get lucky or unlucky. You know, <laughs> if you if you go different routes, um, but you can cre- you can create your destiny by joining the Marine Corps and picking your your profession and working hard at it and sticking out, and all of a sudden you'll find yourself doing some pretty amazing things. And um, that's what I got out of it. That's fantastic. Uh, before you go, Campa, do you have any traditions that you do on the Marine Corps birthday? Um, I just try to surround myself by Marines. I know all the recruiters by first name. Working at the schools, my job is to recruit kids. I'm working on the inside as, as a campus supervisor for a continuation high school here in town. And I've created a, a, a way to get the recruiters on campus. 
right. and get them comfortable and get them familiar. And so I just tried to surround myself by guys. Like I went to a place last night and just, you know, saw, saw a bunch of our brothers, you know? And, um, so I just try to be as social. I try to get, get out, you know, I, I'm, as I, as I age, I'm a little more, um, I kind of like stay to myself a little bit more, you know, I'm in my practice, but so it's, it's, you know, forcing, you know, giving myself an opportunity to go out and, and see and socialize is, is something that I look forward to every year. So that's, I think that would be my, my big tradition. Um, I don't, there's not much else that I, you know, yeah. that I, I require as a Marine. <laughs> what about you, Gabe? What, what traditions do you have in place? So, if uh, the occasion permits, I, I go out. We have a we have a bar out here, the Leatherneck. Uh, that you know, there's, it'll always be a big a group there for it. it's a big celebration. You got cake cutting, you got reminiscing. You've always got there's a guest speaker usually. Somebody uh, somebody will show up. But um, other than that, I make sure to to have a little something to drink to celebrate, uh, if nothing else, and toast toast to the core, and and to the Marines past and present, and. Uh, and then I'll, I'll occasionally dress for the occasion. So like <laughs> this time we have we got Saint Mattis on. But uh, other than that, uh, it, it reminisce. I, you remember it's important to 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 think about it, and uh, it's a good opportunity to do so. And I pester all my friends. You know, I make sure they don't forget people that don't know about it. They know about it now. If they know me. Right. Uh, Campa, gotta know. You gotta go, sure. Campa. Uh yeah yeah I appreciate you uh you guys doing this and inv and inviting me um I always like sharing sharing stories so yeah, yeah anytime yeah thanks for popping in dude have a have a good rest of your day man thank you guys good to see you happy birthday happy Veterans Semper Day. five brothers Semper five that was awesome that he popped in like that just like like I I got fifteen minutes guys let me uh let me let me just verbalize a lot better than than us and <laughs> why we're brainwashed yeah, it's good it's good diversity i i appreciate the history one is a big one yeah yeah you know i I, uh, I didn't think about the fact that they they put so much pressure into like you're stepping into shoes that are 200 and you know 248 years old and there's weight to them they're they're fitted fitted literally that is it right they're fitted and you need to you need your foot needs to conform to these shoes and yeah, then every, you need, step. every step needs to be literally a certain length and distance and <laughs> heel to toe. It goes to the present time, too. So, like, for me, when I hit the fleet, like, it was it was right after, like, Fallujah had happened. Mm -hmm. And that was held up immediately as, like, our generation's Iwo Jima. Like, they were like, oh, that wow. was the historic event for our generation. Like, that was it was it was both a triumph of uh of will as well as one of those ones that like going into it you knew there was it was bad so it was both kind of a mistake and a success the way it was but it was celebrated the same way it was that was the defining battle of our generation and that was what you 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 had an immediate standard to live up to as those guys like again just like within the past like year or two yeah i was in baghdad never made it to fallujah <laughs> So <laughs> I was in, uh, you know, I guess it, not Iwo Jima, but Tarawa. <laughs> that was my. That was a good comparison. <laughs> um, so traditions for me, I think very much like you, you know, half a bottle of whiskey, uh, a steak, and uh, my Marine Corps leatherneck, uh, you know, bar t-shirt, uh, long sleeve that I still have. 
that I, I fit into better now than I did when Jeremy got it for me. Surprisingly, I'm looking better in my 40s than I did in my late 30s. But yeah, I think it's one of those things where I start the day with like, oh, it's today. And I, I'm very excited to like, and, and you know what? It's, 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 it's funny too, because it's, it's here, especially the last four years, I haven't had to share it with anybody, you know, I haven't been able to share it with anybody. So it's always been like my own, but it's still like enough for me to dress up, you know, to like plan my lunch and my, or my dinner in this case, you know, get the whiskey or, you know, and, and like have that, like, oh, it's today. And then watch, uh, watch a Marine movie. That's literally it. That, that's that traditionally that's what I do. Uh, in and some I, cases, the Marine movie. Sometimes it's the Marine movie, which so for those of you who haven't seen it, it's starring John Cena. It's Cena's first movie as an actor, uh, and it's it's produced by WWE, so it was de- directly like aimed at. And yeah, and it's one of those things where I remember that after that movie came out, John Cena started rocking like camouflage cargo pants. And then he would rock. He would rock the 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 dog tags, and it was one of those things where I was like, you know. And again, as I was watching the movie, there's only five minutes of that movie where he's a marine. The rest of the time, he is not a marine, and he's trying to rescue his wife from. He's busy being John Cena. Yeah, he's very busy being John Cena. In those five <laughs> minutes, though, I found so many things wrong with, and I was like, that even the even his cover was not a marine cover. It looked like an army cover. And the boots, the blouse on the boots, dude, was like six inches low. I was like, I can't even see if he... He looks like he's wearing dress shoes. That blouse is so low. They might have, like, tucked him in. They might have just... They probably just tucked him into the boot. No, no, I'm telling you. Like, it hung so far down. It, it was Yeah, like, but if you don't... Like, if you don't roll him for the elastic bands, oh. and if you just tuck him into the top of the boot with just a little bit and think, like, that's, that's probably what they do, right? No. I feel no. like... I feel like they just, you know, again... You could have asked. <laughs> you you literally could have just gone on Reddit and asked. But that was going to say though, right? Why did we accept that as an audience, right? That that now he was he was associated. He wasn't just John Cena. He was associated with you know the the Marine Corps, and it's one of those things where just like our history, some representation is just as good as no uh, as like bad representation. You know, no representation is terrible. But no such thing as bad press. <laughs> there is no such like like the movie Payback, right? The movie Payback, starring uh, Mel Gibson. Nothing in that movie makes me believe anything about this guy, except that when he has a shower scene at the very beginning of the movie, and the camera pans out, and he's got a USMC tattoo on his arm, and I'm like, oh shit, that's my guy. <laughs> you know, literally. They, they, he never mentions his military time. Never mentions he no. was in the Marines. But the it's good. It's visual storytelling. But that was enough for me to go. I like this movie. He probably do that. He probably would do that. It, but it, it's one that. of those things where, like, the representation we like, even though, even though we know better. Like, I looked at this man's blouse. I looked at the way he was. I'm like, that is God. No, Jesus. Any any fucking boot could tell you that's wrong. But I was like, but they did name the movie the Marine. <laughs> But hear me out. Like I'll take it. But yeah, that was a so that was my movie last night. Um, The week leading up to this, I rewatched Generation Kill. Ooh, yeah. Uh, As some people would say, my war. Um, 
because this was the recon unit that was literally like beside us, like, you know, doing the exact same movements we were doing. I will say this, right? So a month ago, I watched Band of Brothers again. Yeah. And then I watched this one. And there was one thing that happened that I think HBO should get a lot of credit for is with the Generation Kill one. So with Band of Brothers, they really explained everything to make sure you understood you were following along of what was going on. They even had like at the beginning of each episode or at the end of each episode, they would have like, you know, like some additional notes, right? Like the Battle of the Bulge was and, you know, this many people died. With Generation Kill, they just go right into lingo and never explain to you what the acronyms mean, what the handle names mean, like nothing. They just they talk like it is normal. Like, hey, we're Oscar Mike. And they never once tell you, you're supposed to pick up on the fact of what Oscar Mike means and what the hitman and godfather and all the call handles are. And a lot of the, you know, like just a lot of the terms are just straight military terms. Like if you're not, you will be lost going, what was that? What happened? Who? What? What are what's the problem why is he doing something wrong and you know like like you know you know njp and all that stuff right they don't even try to explain them they just they just say them and i was like you know what i understood everything but i can understand how somebody who was not in the military would be like this is kind of boring because i don't know what's happening i don't know what's going on here there's a bar there's a bar to entry and they did not they did not dumb it down or or you know layman's terms anything so it was actually kind of fun to revisit it and realize like, oh, yo, right, this show is like pretty authentic in that sense of like they didn't actually try to even make this easy for anybody to understand. So I was like, respect, respect, HBO. So, um, but yeah, so that that they, lead- they did have somebody to tell them. <laughs> they did <laughs> they right? have an advisor. <laughs> they were like, oh, right, the guy who was there that this so this movie, television show, and book was based on, he wrote it as he heard it. So he was like, no explanation needed. So yeah, that was last night for me. I um a quick side note the 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 grocery store that I go to had has a really decent like butcher shop and I went to get a steak and they had chicken hearts which I never see chicken hearts here I see them in the states but I never see them here so I bought a pound of that and my god that was a great appetizer I literally pan fried roasted them or pan fried them and then I um I and then I was eating those as my appetizers while my steak was cooking. Then I ate my steak and it was Gabe. It was a perfect Friday slash birthday uh, day for me. It really was. Um, Excellent. The third topic I wanted to ask or, or discuss was who we respect. Right. And this happened again yesterday. This is where it came up because literally this, this episode was like, Hey Gabe, we should do a birthday episode. And you're like, yep. And then that's where we left it. We actually did not plan anything. So as 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 the week went by, I was like, all right, what are we going to talk about? But anyway, so yesterday I was on a call, a work call. And I was, you know, I was wearing my Marine Corps shirt, obviously. And uh, I, I work with people from Costa Rica all the way to the Philippines. And yesterday I had a meeting with some new people I was, uh, I was being introduced to. And half of them were in the U.S. and the other half, I think, were Canada. And me and one guy got to the call like a minute early. And he saw my shirt, and he's like, oh, Marines, huh? I was like, yeah. And he said, you served? I said, yeah. And he said, oh, what years? And I thought he was going to, you know, I'm like, oh, is there a guy who served also? Because you don't, you don't tend to ask a lot unless you're, like, involved, right? <laughs> yeah. So I told him, you know, 98 to 04. And he said, 
oh, it, like, and I think he picked up on the years, and he's like, oh, did you the time frames? Yeah, he goes, did you, uh, did you go overseas? And I was like, oh yeah. Uh, and he's like, all oh, right. And then he, you know, and again, something I don't hear very often here is like, thank you for your service. I was like, oh, thank you, I appreciate you saying that. And he said, um, my son was in Afghanistan in, in yeah, in 2010. I was like, and I was like, oh, was he a Marine too? And he said, no, no, he was 101st. And I was like, oh shit, congrats, you know? And and it prompted that question in my head is like, who do we respect, right? Because for the most part, if you tell me you're in the army, don't care. Navy, don't care. Air Force, don't care. Don't care what you did, could care less, right? But within the Marines, we have, and, and I sent you, I think, uh, the, the comedian who was doing that, um, that joke, yeah. right? <laughs> And it's basically like, if I find out somebody was a Marine, I then find out, well, what did you do for my beloved Marine Corps? Because now I want to I wanna see, first of all, were you infantry? Because then I can just automatically put you in your place. And then if you were infantry... It's an idle curiosity. Yeah, no, it's, it is. It is a, <laughs> it's a fucking dick measuring contest every time. And, and we're both going to agree that we have big dicks, but one's going to be a little stiffer than the other one. That's, that's basically where it ends up. We're, all, we're both going to shake each other's dicks and go, good job. So you know, so he told he told me, yeah, it, that his son had had uh, had had been in the hundred and first, and then it got it got me thinking of like, we yeah we tend to shit on every service, but there are certain departments, MOSs, uh, teams that we even we acknowledge like, oh no, that that's actually that's okay to be that, <laughs> it's okay to be in uh, in the navy. No, you're good. Yeah. It's okay to be in the Navy if you were a SEAL. I think you're cool if, if you were a SEAL. And and same with the Army, right? Like, 101st, you're like, yeah, that's a, that's pretty badass. That's some fucking hardcore training you got to go through there, you know? And, uh, and my, my, like, like for me, like, I, I, I was familiar with the first cab, but my brother, that's where he served. And then, it, like, you know, when he got out, I was more proud of him being in the first, you know, cab than he was, I think. But But it's one of those things, like, it's interesting how you have to have a certain, and again, I think it goes back to history, right? You have to have a certain history. Your division, your company has to have a certain history for us to like be like, oh, fucking easy company. That's fucking badass. <laughs> I think there's a, we're looking for a level of buy-in that is in some way comparable, right? So like the, the one that goes without saying, because they're, in, they're practically indistinguishable, at least if they're with us, is your corpsman. That is probably besides a marine, and even within marines, we're like state platoon and recon. They're pretty badasses. But if you're infantry, yeah. you're like, yeah, but I mean, they're not infantry. Like they're infantry-ish. <laughs> they're, they're infantry as a hobby. Yeah, you know. But yes, you're right. I think that I think that every infantry marine looks at a at a, at a dock and says, "That's a fucking badass right there." <laughs> But other than that, it's like buying. It's like you said, you know, the 101st, the 82nd Airborne, right? Like they're doing a step beyond uh, Rangers. It's a step beyond, right? It's you're looking for someone with a similar mindset and a a similar concern for their, their lineage. Like you said, the history, like what do you represent? And does that matter to you? So it's, it always feels like it takes a step at the next level. One of the things I was thinking of, when we were talking about earlier too, was the a prerequisite for being being the best is believing you are, and that's another thing that is instilled. 
and, a, and it's a, a root cause for all of this is that by the time you get to a certain point, like no matter how much, no how much shit you're given at any given point within that group, you're part of that group. That's the best. Now, now you're, you're wearing that and to do the job and to actually excel, you do have to, at some level, like internalize, like, well, but I'm the best. I can do this because I'm the best. And that's part of that history that you see, right? That's part of all those moments, you know, triumphs or tragedies, you know, these people represented that no matter how it went. And so it, to this day, to the, to the dick measuring contest, it's like, well, we're the best. So where do you stand? You know? So here's my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whip it out, son. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's very, like I said, like I, 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 even I find it odd that I, I hold these traditions you know, that I follow them, that if I hear, like, currently there's a, a Marine unit training here in Finland. This weekend, they I have... I saw, I saw some news about it. This weekend, they have Libo. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and like, the newspaper reporting that, like, I, I, uh, you know, like, that, that part of their Libo was, like, two drinks maximum. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, bull fucking shit. You know what? Every time they told, every weekend they told us, don't go to Mexico. And we're like, you got it, sir. You got it, Gunny. You got it for certain. <laughs> I will not get caught. <laughs> exactly. It was like. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, of course. Now, if any of these guys are adhering to it, they're, they're pogues, right? They're not actually, you know. And that's, that, again, look, being a dick again, right? Like, I'm like, no, if I was an infantry guy. Dude, I was I remember we were in Fort Washington. No, Fort Jackson. And um no, was it Spokane? And wherever Fort Jackson is in Washington, right? And uh, our second liberal weekend, I think, the first sergeant came to us and was like, Hey and he we were getting early liberal because we had volunteered for something. So like my gun was, was gonna was gonna go to town, was gonna go to Seattle early. And uh, and the first sergeant comes and he goes, hey, you guys are gonna get you know a full day ahead of everybody out there. Um, and he busts out a map, a map, right? And he's like, this area, you're not allowed to go into. And we're like, why not, first sergeant? He goes, that's where the massage parlors are. So this area here, you don't go. And uh, and you know we're like, you got it, first sergeant. And of course we were like, well, fuck, now we gotta go to that area because I think he was telling us that we should go there. Uh, before- I want to know what's there. <laughs> I think he was telling us we should go there before the rest of the Marines show up. I think we were getting a heads up. Also, I said, if we see him there, can he turn us in? Because technically he's not supposed to be there either. The eye contact. But, you know. So, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know, like, it's just it's just what you do. Like, you know, you're, you're just not going to. It wouldn't be fun if we did exactly what you told us not to do. Um, but yeah, so, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, you know, I say brainwash, I say drinking the Kool-Aid, but yeah, like they, they, they have the formula down where, where, cause, cause you know, like you even internalize it. Yeah. Even when, even when like, I remember boot camper, the first, not, not pre like waiting to, to get assigned to your unit, like that hell, you know, not hell week, but the week before when you're like in standby, you're, you're kind of getting ready. Like they're prepping you like, Hey, you know they're they're going easy on you, but they're they're kind of like letting you know expect shit to be a, just whatever you're feeling now intensify it by ten, and I think you'll be there. And that first week, I mean, 
what do they do? They go into the showers with you and they're all like, all right, scrub your left arm, scrub your right arm, scrub your pit, scrub your balls. And you're like, rinse, dry, get out, next group, right? 20, 30 of you at, the, at a time. And they do that for an entire week. And then you're all showering exactly the same by the end of the week. And then by week two, they're no longer in the showers with you, but you're still showering the same way. And it's like, it's like all the habits you have, whether they're good or bad, they're just not Marine Corps habits. But also, it's like whatever you're used to, there's no longer yours. You're ours now. So this is the way you do things. And I'm telling you, it's, it's one of those things where like I can't put on a, a, a wrinkled T-shirt. A wrinkled T-shirt needs to get ironed out or it needs to get steamed. Um, same with any other clothes. Like It's just one of those things where you're like, no, this is a representation of me. Somebody could be seeing me for the first time and they're going to see me with a wrinkled shirt and they're going to remember, oh yeah, I met Christian once, he had a wrinkled shirt on. No, that should not be what you remember about me. You should remember how good I was at something else, not how I looked like I just bought my shirt that morning and put it on right before we met. It's, it's shit like that, dude, that like, I, again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's normal, but even I acknowledge like I'm doing too much for this, you know? Um, it's, it's always a little bit too extra. Um, t- time's a big hang up for me, like showing up early. Oh shit. Jesus. dude! Like I'm very uncomfortable if for some reason it doesn't go according to plan and I can't be my, my like, you know, 15 minutes early to wherever I, like I'm more comfortable if I'm there 15 minutes early than if I'm just like. Even if I'm just like sitting, and I'm I'm bored or whatever, I, I, that's when I wanted to arrive. That that's that's been the biggest one for me at work, and in my personal life, where where I um, I, and and my my brothers have been just have tested my patience so many times because, you know, it's like it's it's you say to them, hey, we do this at this time, this at this time, this at this, and that it, and it's not about like. It's not about the like I think exactly I think exactly like you said there's a certain comfort in knowing that you're where you're supposed to be with plenty of time for things to go wrong. But if you're the cause of the things going wrong, you're an enemy to me. Like I hate you and want to murder you. If you're the reason, like if <laughs> it's one of those things where like but but you agreed to leave at this time. So why are you late? Like what did how, and how is it not important that at this point, now your time is more important than my time? So fuck me? No, no, don't fuck. No, fuck you. <laughs> I worked that gig this last weekend. And I the first day, because I didn't know exactly where I needed to be within the building. Like I knew I'm parked here, the building's here, but how do I get in? What exactly? I, I don't have the layout. I showed up 45 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> figure out where to go comfortably and still be inside like 15 minutes early, you know, ideally, unless something went wrong. So I, I was 45 minutes and that was like, that was just, I had to do that. Like that was a prerequisite, you know, got up at, I had to start at like eight. I got up at like five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> knew I could be down there because the, all the construction, I looked up the time it was going to take and added extra 15 minutes to that showed up yeah you know so once i knew i could cut it a little i could plan my time a little better but the first day i was like i don't know where i'm going so i got to be extra extra early because otherwise i won't be early 
And and I think that that the problem with that one, especially with work, when you have direct reports, is that that's the expectation you have of the people that work for you. And when they don't do that, is when you're like, you obviously don't want to work here because you're so disrespectful to me by being on time. Like literally, you showed up at three. What is wrong with you? What if something, but nothing did? You know, it's like that whole, but nothing did. Yeah, but what if? You can't You can't live this life every day. That's just, I expect better from you. But they're like, but this is the best I have. I'm like, it's not good enough. Don't you love yourself? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 that one definitely I agree with. I, I agree that that one, that one definitely takes me. Uh, that one I don't think I'm I don't think I ever want to get rid of that one to be honest with you I think that one I'm fine no. with I'm fine with living that one for the rest of my life you know uh, if it means being on time for my death like so be it <laughs> if, in the coffin 15 minutes early yeah. <laughs> with a with a pressed shirt right I mean death is only going to see me once might as well leave a lasting impression <laughs> I want death to go to the next person and go Mike, I wish I could go back to the last guy because this is this is just ugly, unsatisfactory, unsatisfactory. But no, definitely, uh, I think that that and um, there is the, the last thing I'll say about the Marines is is that somehow also that reputation that we believe in has also you know poisoned the the well because civilians believe it too, right? Permeated culture pretty it, thoroughly. Uh, honestly, like. I don't have a college education. I've done incredibly well in my life. And every door that's been opened for me was because on my resume, it says that I was a Marine. Um, and automatically, I am... I, people assume, yeah. People automatically give you a... Uh, yeah, like, oh, we should we should credit. interview this person. Uh, not guaranteeing a job, you know? But, but then, again, though, right? Push him to the top of the list. Let's meet him. And what do you see when you meet this person? Somebody who showed up 15 minutes early, has a pressed shirt, and looks <laughs> and got a haircut and looks, you know, ready to work. I that like is another guy. thing is that I almost always get a, a fresh haircut before any of these extra oh, jobs of that I pick up, which is it's funny because like it's not it's not obviously it's not required and it's not the same availability. Like a haircut in in San Diego cost me like seven dollars. And to get to get a haircut that I'm satisfied with that meets my standard is not seven dollars out here. That's not the going rate. However, I feel more successful. That's the one that I've always associated feeling. It's kind of like the 15 minutes early. It's that comfortable feeling of being like squared away is a fresh haircut. I've always felt more successful and more put together with a fresh haircut. I, that's never left. You know, that's uh, that's very true. I still get a haircut every two weeks. Um, I don't think, and again, it's one of those things where like you've, and I think, you know, you've made it so normal that, that people don't even notice that you do that every two weeks or every, how the frequency of it, because you're so consistently with it that they're like, oh, this is what you look like. But you're like, yeah, but you don't understand how much it took to, to look like this. Like it, there's a, a, you know, like I remember, and I'll still, I'll still remember this to this day. Right. So we both work for the same company, right? I remember six months after I was hired, I, I became a, a supervisor. And uh, the the trainer that was there, Angie, I think was her name. Tangie, Tangie, Tangela. Yeah. She, um, 
she congratulated me and she goes, you know, I was the only person that wanted to hire you when you, when you interviewed. Because they, they did a group interview, like eight or ten people yeah. were interviewed by four or five people. She said, they only picked two people out of that group, she said. And, or they only picked one person and I pushed for you. She said, you were the second person that we picked. And she said, when they asked me why, I said, this is the guy that will give us a two-week notice when he quits. <laughs> He looks like a man that's responsible and will and will not leave us without the proper warning. She goes, literally, that is what I said to them. And that's why we hired you. Because you look like a responsible person that would not leave us stranded. <laughs> and that was, to be honest with you, that was a compliment to me. <laughs> because I was like... It fits. It does. I was like, thank you for noticing because I showed up, you know, dressed for an interview. I had a tie on and everything back when ties were popular during interviews. Um, haven't worn a tie since, but, you know, it's it's there. I remember uh, I remember being frustrated when, like, instead of being told my interview was coming, like I've had I've had at work previously, like, like kind of like they're like, oh, if you could do it today. Like, let's do it right now. And I'll just be like, but I don't like I want to wear my like I want to. I need to showcase that I'm how serious I'm taking this. Like I'm not, you're not giving me the chance to, you know, this is not a suit and tie job. So you don't wear a suit and tie every day. It's like, why you're not giving me the opportunity to present myself properly. I had that same thing happen to me when I became uh, when I became a, a, t- uh, a manager, I came back from my two days off on a Thursday and they said, Hey, you have your interview today at one. And it was like noon. And I said, can I go home and change? They're like, no, it's fine. You can dress that way. I'm like, yeah, you can dress that way. I said, I don't dress like this. He goes, look, if you... <laughs> like your understanding. Yeah. They're like, you you can't, though. And I remember walking into into the interview, and the very first thing I said to her was, I apologize. I would not have dressed like this for an interview. Uh, they told me today. And she goes, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I literally remember telling her, no, no, you don't understand. I take this serious. I would not do this to you. But just know... You know, in duress, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, okay. So we're at time. But, uh, you know, I, again, firmly believe that we'll be doing this for the next 20 years, Gabe, when I'm 64. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, if I can get away with it, it, it'll only get even more luxurious by... My steaks will get more expensive, and my whiskey will get more expensive. <laughs> I hope, uh, as my as my uh, years come to a close. But uh, thank you for listening. Find us at Pop Culture Hangfire, and uh, you know, Semper Fi. Happy birthday, Semper Fi. <laughs>